in your whole life, what is the longest time that you have gone where you have not had a significant change in your life? Again, in your, your whole life, what's the longest stretch you had in which you haven't had some sort of change in your health situation, your job situation, your education, your relationships, and your living? What do you get? Maybe a year? Maybe two? Maybe two and a half for some of you? Again, it seems like life is always bringing forth transitions, things that require us to recalibrate, to recalibrate our attitudes, our actions, our behaviors, our expectations, our priorities. And the reality is that when these recalibrations come, they often, they often interrupt our sense of, of peace that we have on the inside. This whole Advent, we're going to be thinking about peace, and we're going to start with peace on the inside, uh, the peace we have in our hearts, or frankly, the lack thereof, and how Jesus might finally be a piece of that. And so to get at that, I want to uh, ponder with you and look at this story of Zechariah, how Luke opens up his, his gospel. And what we're going to learn in this is many things. First and foremost is that recalibration is hard even for faithful people. Again, it's one thing when you're kind of riding a bike and, you know, like the hill gets deeper, so you switch your gear, or it's going downhill, you switch your gear. It's not that easy to recalibrate in life. And so the angel appears to Zechariah. And at this point, Zechariah is in the temple. And it's like this big day of his life that he's waited for to be the one to offer the evening prayers. And, and as he's doing this, the angel Gabriel says, Zechariah. Everything you've been praying for is going to happen. And at the end, he talks a little bit about Elijah and children and parents. And I'm going to do a real quick Bible study and say what the angel is communicating to the priest is that the entire prayers of a millennia of the people are going to be answered. Okay, so this is like the Christmas checklist of all times. Like all the prayers of a thousand people for a millennia, right? Check, 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 check. All there, and you're going to have a son. And the response of Zechariah to this great and wonderful news is, I'm too old. That's too much. That's too much. It turns out that for all of us, when we hear that news, uh, on a text, on a phone call, in an email, or when somebody face-to-face -face shares with us that, you know, our sibling or our cousin is going to go through a divorce, or that... Our position has been terminated or severely changed. Or that we, we have this change in our health, that we've been healed and, and cured, or that we have this new diagnosis. It just kind of hits us. It just hits us hard. And even if we're a faithful person, even if we're a lover of God, when we hear that news, hear that diagnosis, it just kind of knocks us off our feet. I had a mentor, and three times in life, his number one client uh, ended up moving away from his business. And each time he knew he had to rebuild his business, and his response was the same. He'd always go to his basement for about two or three days and just kind of suck his thumb, and then he'd come back a little bit more ready for life. Again, recalibration is not easy, even for faithful people. Well, the angel uh, doesn't simply leave Zechariah as he is. 
The angel's response to, to uh, Zachariah's protesting is, okay, you're done talking now, <laughs> and you're going to be silent now for a long time. Which in some ways is probably a gift to his wife, right? A gift to Elizabeth. But it's really a gift to Zachariah. And I don't think that this, this silence is simply a slap on the wrist or a sort of a punitive matter. I really think this is something that, that the angel is doing to bring about healing and restoration in Zechariah. Because Zechariah needs to stop talking and needs to start listening and needs to start pondering what's going on. When we come to seasons of, of recalibration in our life, we so need that opportunity to reflect and to think about, you know, what's, what's going on in our life. And I could really unpack for us sort of how it is that as our economy grows, how life just gets faster and we have less time. But a story that kind of captures all of this. I'm talking to a friend yesterday, and this friend is, is burning out. In fact, two years ago, they had a heart attack. Right? Just because they're working so much. And, and it turns out that um, this person is, is good enough in their position that they could switch, they could switch companies without a problem. Right? They, could, they could move over. They could take sort of a more consultant or more part-time role and scale it back. And I said, hey, you know, with, especially with your, your son thinking that, you know, graduating this year, are you thinking about kind of maybe doing a change? And, and his response was, was classically awesomely kind of American. He said, well, you know, you're right. My, my life isn't sustainable right now, but I don't have time to think about how busy that I am. <laughs> Literally, the, the job is killing him. He had a heart attack two years ago, and he doesn't have time to think about how busy he is. And we get in this pattern where as life moves faster, we, we stop thinking and we keep reacting and keep doing instead of, again, pondering so I think there's a way in which I'm not commanding you till silence till after Christmas, nor is the angel. But I, I, I want to offer an invitation to some silence in the next couple of weeks. One of the things that our church does, and, and many others, is we offer and we encourage the use of an Advent wreath. It's simple, just some greens and some candles. But there is kind of something magical about a candle. Like when you light a candle, people of all ages, you just kind of focus and there's all sorts of ways. There's like no, just like there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's peanut butter cup, there's no wrong way to do Advent devotions. You can sing a song, you can pray a prayer, you can dance around the room, you know, you can, you can do all sorts of things. But I really would invite you to at least take a moment and to take a breath, and in the words of Psalm, to be still and know that I am the Lord. Okay. Well, okay, this all sounds good. You know, we, we all know we need a little bit of a pause, but... But kind of what, what actually might prevent us from really taking a pause? It, it turns out that, that for most of us, although we complain about how busy we are, we're actually the ones that filled our calendar with all these things, right? I mean, who, who, who schedules our calendar? Typically, we do at some level. And so we're making these choices, and often we're choosing not to take a break. And, and, you know, I wonder why that is. And I think part of it is that if we actually slow down and process and ponder what's going on, that means we actually have to listen to what's inside, and what's inside is often not at peace. 
Again, if we have to slow down and think about what's going on in our hearts, that means having to deal with the fact that there is a lot of agitation. There is frustration with our friends or in our family. There is hurt. There are expectations that weren't met. There is grief that we haven't, dare not touch. And so we don't, we don't want to go there. Sometimes I, I think when we say we're busy, what we're really saying is I, I don't want to slow down and deal with what's on the inside of me. <laughs> but the angel nonetheless forces Zechariah to slow down. And so what am I suggesting then? That in this season of merry and bright that you sit there every day and contemplate dark and, and dank thoughts? No, I am, I am not asking you to sort of reflect on your, your lack of goodness or all the pain in your life. In fact, when Zechariah says, hey, look, I'm old and so is my wife, he's beginning that sort of negative self-narrative that we do in life, right? And whenever we meet these recalibration challenges, one of our first reactions is always what we lack, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm too old to go through that rehab. I don't have enough money to start my business over. I don't have enough friends to, to remake friends. I don't have enough confidence in my, myself to kind of put myself out there. Again, we begin these negative self-narratives. And it's once Zachariah begins that negative self-narrative that the angel says, stop. Just stop in your tracks. When the angel first spoke to Zachariah, what he said was, do not be afraid. And then he said Zachariah's name. But Zachariah's name is a Hebrew word. And it means in Hebrew, the Lord remembers. He says, don't be afraid. The Lord remembers. And the Lord has answered your prayer. And this is a season in these next couple weeks. It's a season of, of hope. Hope amid the inevitable recalibrations of life. And it's a season to reflect on not our own limitations, but on God's goodness. And as we light candles one more each week, we're reflecting on the fact that, that there's a light that's coming into this world that the darkness does not overcome. And that the one who is coming is Jesus, and, and God chose to love this world in spite of our violent tendencies. And God, chooses, and God chooses to love you in spite of the hardness of your and my hearts. God chooses in the cross and in the empty tomb and reveals that God's love and God's mercy are greater than our shortcomings. And so we're invited to take time and still our hearts and to listen and to dwell in God's mercy and the stories of God's grace and God's activity. So then and only then we can start to figure out what new expectations and attitudes and behaviors and priorities must I have? Where is God calling me forward in this season of change? And so again, what once was a disruptive recalibration that robs us of our peace becomes a time to dwell in God's goodness and where God is calling us forth. Well, I make it sound so simple, right? Well, all you got to do is uh, light a candle a few times in December and you're going to have all the inner peace you need. We know it doesn't work that way, right? It's, it's more elusive than that. Well, for Zechariah, it took over nine months. Again, for Zechariah, uh, coming to terms with what was going on in his life was as long as it takes, takes a woman to produce a human child. 
Again, recalibrating is a long, hard work in our lives. It takes a while for God to work on us and to, to really wrestle or not. Do we believe as we go through hardship? Do we believe, even when good things are happening, that this can be true? Do we believe that God is actually a God who remembers? And just like Zachariah had to wrestle with the question, so do we. Is God a faithful God, a God who has remembered me? And slowly but surely, God works on our heart through the word, and we get to another point. Indeed, at the end of all of this, we'll hear in a couple other weeks when Zechariah breaks forth in beautiful song, some of the most beautiful words in Scripture, that by the tender mercy of God, the dawn from on high shall break forth. Zechariah will go from a point of denial to a point of praise and acceptance. So I don't know what recalibration you're going through. I don't know what diagnosis is affecting your family. I don't know what breakups, I don't know what new schools, I don't know what new jobs, I don't know what new positions. I don't know any of that, what's going on in each one of your lives. I may have a clue, but again, the inside of your heart, that's yours and God's. But I do know, I do know that God is faithful and that God remembers and that God is speaking to you, and sometimes I wonder if God turns down the volume on God's voice so that we actually have to turn our volume down and really begin to listen. Listen to that word of mercy and grace, that word of the cross and the empty tomb that tells us that no matter what we go through, even no matter how we stumble, that God is a faithful God. Amen.